Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up, to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. As the musicians take their seats, I bless you in the name of the Lord. Thank you, praise team, for coming back and and worshiping just a little while longer. I know we're on a time schedule here, but I think we need to be able to break that sometimes and lift up holy hands and let's just talk to the Lord, amen. There's some spots and places that only he can heal. I hear the Lord saying damages. I know we're coming through a pandemic, but there are other things that we need to take care of now, especially in the area of the heart. I need you to allow me to do, allow the Holy Spirit, I'm just a conduit to do a little surgery on your damaged spots. Some things need to be sewn up now. You've been open in surgery way too long. It needs to be closed. We got to close it. We can't get another infection. You've been coughing for six months and remedies from across the counter at your local pharmacist or pharmacy is not helping the issue. We need to go deeper. We don't want a septic situation here. Every time you get close to somebody, you back away. Because you still have that sore spot. I believe Holy Spirit wants to heal it. You're even pulling away from your church members, your body, the body of Christ. Because you're embarrassed that you've been suffering with this thing too long. Or for so long. God wants to deal with that. I believe I heard him clearly. That he wants to deal with the damaged spot. I'm fascinated with Matthew 11. We all know Matthew 11 and verse 28. Come unto me. But before that, Jesus praised the Lord. It's a prayer type praise. Father, Lord of heaven and earth. Verse 25. Because you hid these things. You have hidden these things from the wise, the people who have the numbers behind their name and they walk up and down the halls of academia but they don't see this you've hidden it from the wise and even the learned sometimes intellect won't pick it up and you've chose to reveal it to babes sometimes babes speak to us about the perfect praise of God out of the mouth of the babe comes the perfect praise. And that's why when people come into the church of God, no one should look down their ecclesiastical nose at someone who may be going through this or that. Because it's through the babe that we see perfect praise. For those he forgive much, they should love much. When you don't feel like you've had anything for him to forgive, you won't give him glory. Even when you come to church, it'll be just like an exercise. 
they're still singing. <laughs> he's still preaching. But when you feel like he forgave you for much, you will worship him and love him much. Yes, Father, for this is your good pleasure. It is the good pleasure of God to reveal secrets to babes, to hear the whispers of the Holy Spirit in the night season. All things have been committed to me, Jesus said. In other words, you're not going to get anything spiritual, anything long-lasting, anything godly without going through Christ. It has been committed to him by the Father. No one even knows the Son except the Father by his Spirit. And no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son choose to reveal. So everybody's saying they know God, but you don't know God until, until the Spirit of Christ unveils him to you. I think I shared with you the other day, there are many people, many voices uh, I think it's out of 1 Corinthians 12. No one can say that Jesus is a curse and speak by the Spirit of God. I think it also says and no one can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. So you can say God is God and he's moving, but you don't know that until the Spirit of God is on you to unveil that. And when it happens, heaven registers the revelation. It's recorded in heaven. Notice it is at, at his choice. You can't just say I was talking to God and he did this. You have to say God granted me access. He gave me the ability to see behind the veil. He opened me up so I can convey. He's given me the ability to preach. Or oh, you can learn the art of preaching. But it's not registering in heaven until spirit is given revelation. How many of you in here want to know more about God? How many of you want to get the secrets of God? So little babes. I suffer with you little children. I suffer with you in birth until Christ is formed in you. The more he's in you, the less you need people to be for you. See, if he's for you, he's more than the world. Come on. Against you. You don't have to talk about people don't like him. People didn't do this. We put our confidence in people way too much. Well, we should put our confidence in the Lord. And then he turns around and says, come unto me. Since I have the ability to give the revelation to whoever I will. You can't just run past me and get to the Father. I can give it to whoever I prefer. I like that. That's verse 27. And then in verse 28, he opens it up to everybody. Notice, I am the door, he's saying. I am the one that you must negotiate with. You will not know the Father until you come through me. But in verse 28, come to me. You want to know Father? Then come to me. I'm going to give you many things, but I need you to step out of your comfort zone. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. I have healing in my wings and I need you to come to me. I need you to step out. Hallelujah. Step out of that sorrow you are in. Step out of the feelings that you're not worth it or whatever they tried to put on you and come to me. Notice not some, not only the elite, 
not just the fair or the educated, but come unto me all who are weary and burdened. And I will give you sabbath, the very sabbath that the Israelites tried to do by observing a day. The rest that they missed comes to you, peace of mind, tranquility of soul and spirit. I will give you sabbath. I will give you the rest that you need. And like Steve, not Steve Harvey, the rest of the story. Can't think of his name right now. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I'm meek and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Whether you know it or not, every single one of us have our necks in a yoke. There is something that you're yoked to. For many of us, it is to the damaged place. I want you to go back to a farm, you'll see the yoke. That's where you see it. Two oxen are yoked. They have their neck in what they call a yoke. And that, that's, that, that way, the farmer, the farmer can, can maneuver them and take control over their powers. That oxen is very powerful, but the yoke makes them uh, unite their efforts. And they're able to do more because they're united in plowing a field. Well, there are so yokes of the enemy. And the yoke shall be destroyed off of their necks. For the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. There is a yoke of the enemy. He will yoke you with your past. And yoke you with your failure. And yoke you with issues. And yoke you with damages. Well, the first thing you want to do when somebody touches your arm. Ah, let me show you. I got to show you why it hurts. I got to take you back, all the way back, all the way back, all the way back in my early childhood when I was three, four, five years old. That's what the enemy wants you yoked with when you're 60 and 70 years old. But today, the damaged place is being identified by the Holy Ghost, and God is about to set you free from the yoke that's on your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Have you ever felt like you were Running with nowhere to go. You don't have to say man. Have you ever felt like you were falling. With no place to land. You may be demonstrating signs of a damaged people. You ever felt lost. Weary, burdened, restless. Let's deal with being lost. I'm talking about missing. Not them missing, you feel missing. Like you're invisible. People walk past you but can't see the scars. Don't know that you're inside screaming. But it's silent screams. With that kind of level of intensity. <laughs> but no one can hear it. For the lost. One of the things that deal with lost people. They feel abandoned. Sometimes you're not abandoned. Because you did something wrong. You just weren't preferred. Or you feel that way. 
or someone just dropped you. You were depending on them to kind of hold their end of the deal. And they dropped you. To feel forsaken or to wander aimlessly with no vision. Some people are in this mode and they move from church to church to church to church to church about every three years. The reason why you do that a lot of times is not that the church is all bad. It's because we're damaged. What about an unsettled people? No matter what you get, new house, new car, after a couple of months still feel, maybe I need to move. Those kinds of thoughts are connected with the damaged place. Jesus laid it out. Come unto me all you are weary, burdened. Come unto me the lost. All you that are wandering aimlessly, weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So I'm dealing with the laws. What about the weary? How do you know if you fit in this category? Well, you're just plain old tired. I hear it a lot. I'm tired. I'm just tired. <laughs> I hear it a lot in council. I'm so tired of him. I'm just tired. I'm just so tired of her. I'm just so tired of this job. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Just plain old tired. <laughs> I heard a young girl, 26, I'm tired. I said, you 26? <laughs> tired of what? <laughs> you haven't tasted desperate. You haven't tasted desperate yet. You, you've been cuddled. You've been cared for. You've been in the crib. And then you've been in a fence. <laughs> And you're growing up now. And you feel like the fence is a prison. But it's really for your protection. <laughs> Kept a lot of stuff out of your life. Kept you from having to taste desperate like the ones before you had to taste. When we talk about being weary, we're talking about those who are exhausted. And what happens when you're exhausted, you will step into a level of disillusionment. You're disillusioned, I would say. Can't fix your eyes or gain your bearing. And after disillusion, after your disillusion, you would then step into what we call total disappointment. Disappointments accompany that, 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 that inability to fix your eyes on the goal. You start walking in a room when you're tired and think everyone is talking about you. All kinds of things start going through your mind. He said, come unto me all you that are lost, all you that are weary, but also the burden. The ones that are saddled. The next time your friend comes with a saddle that they put on the horse, I want you to rebuke them in the name of Jesus. Tell them they're not going to put no saddle on your back and ride you. Amen. With all of their problems, it's hard enough to carry on. Why are you being the burden bearer of your entire family? I know you want to feel important, right? I know, but you'll find out that you're not that important. It's going to happen. 
You are not supposed to bear the burden of the entire family. You're supposed to cast it on him and teach others to do the same. If you do carry a burden, it's only for a short period of time. You're not required to do that forever. So remember, unsaddle yourself. I decree and declare that this is the day where the you feeling like a beast of burden is coming to an end. Let me just say it. You're not a beast of burden. With the burden comes a burden. With the burden comes a burden. Trouble comes with burden. You're in a constant state of conflict when you're burdened. The result of conflict should be positive, not negative. And if you stay in a constant state of conflict, you won't change. Conflict, a constant state of conflict is not healthy, but conflict should lead you to change. If there's no change, right, and you're just still in that constant state, you're not benefiting from the God allows all things to work together for the good. And you have to know when the season for that issue has come to an end. Because they're like 23 seasons, not just four. There's a time to embrace and then there's a time to say, I can't embrace this. I just can't. And it hurts me. And you'll begin to see where your level of love is and where their level of love is. And it doesn't match a lot. Result of conflict should be positive, radical change or alteration. And if you're bearing burdens and you don't see the change, then you're being treated like a beast of burden. God wants you to bring your mind into the situation. He said, come unto me, all you who are lost, all you who are weary and burdened. Then he says, and you will find rest for your souls. Let me speak to the restlessness that's in you. Those who lack sabab. Let me speak to the insomnia that comes from the damaged place. Where you have to have an aid to put you to sleep. And I'm not just talking about legal aid. <laughs> I'm talking about illegal aid. Sleeplessness. Insomnia. It invades you. Walking through the house during deep, uh, everybody's sleep, but you just can't rest. Walking through the house at weird times of the night. Watch this. It is, re it is the, it is the uh, insomnia is the opposite of rest or relaxation. Notice going on a vacation doesn't fix it either. Because when you get to your place that you wanted to go all of the time, you don't just stay there and rest. You got to go to dinner five times. You got you to hang out. You got to spend some money. And so what happens, you come back tired and you got to go back to work getting the same cycle again. People come back from vacation thinking they're going to find rest and they're tired when they go back to work. Rest is in your mind. It's in your spirit. It's not in a place that you would go. It's not in a resort. 
You can spend three, four thousand dollars on a vacation and say, why did I do that when it's all over? And I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. What I am saying is you have to gain control over your mind and your thinking and you have to deal with the damage spot. You can't run past this any longer. Church service is not going to fix it. Making sure that you plaster and you fix up face and you go to all of the shows and you do all of this stuff with the external part of you is not going to help. We must go deeper now. And we must deal with what it is that's inflicting the most pain in your life, especially emotionally and psychologically. The month of May was mental health month. And there's some damaged spots in the mind. We talk about renewing the mind, but the church hasn't been good at dealing with issues of the mind. Mental illness is big in our culture today. And if you're dealing with certain issues, we got to get that place healed. Restlessness, burden, being beast of burden, saddle, people are saddling you up. Be careful, mothers, because children can saddle you up too, especially on the weekend. They want to party and you get the kids. Oh, I just love my grands. You need to be grandmama and not mama. Be granddaddy and not daddy. Let them raise their kids. God will use it. I know that sounds harsh, but I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm just telling you I see people being used. Some people try to make up with their grands the things that uh, they didn't do when they were parents. And then some people believe if they help someone else's kids, God would help theirs and they're grown. When God judges a man or woman based on what they do. Just like we must take responsibility for our life and it has consequences, whatever choice we make. It's not your fault if a grown child does something that you wouldn't do. It's not your fault. Believe me, life has a way of beating you. And sometimes only the wilderness can teach you. You won't learn it until you get out there. All right? You don't like what I'm doing. It's easy to say that when you're in the fence, but I need you to be released now. And you'll see the wilderness will teach you more in six months than I tried to teach you in all your life. And God is with it. God let his people go through the wilderness. Why would you stop yours from not going? His people were rejected by Pharaoh. His people had a burden on their necks. His people walked 40 years in the wilderness, but you can't handle I just can't handle it. I just, what do you mean? You need to grow up and let God be God and let God deal with your damaged place so you can move forward and stop taking responsibility of what other people are doing and they're out of your jurisdiction. God has given you the power to guard your house. Not everybody else's house. Are you holding on tight? But it's slipping right out of your hands. You may be dealing with damaged goods in your own heart. You're holding on tight and it's slipping. Right through your fingers. 
You ever felt like maybe I'm losing my mind up in here, up in here? Or maybe you're finding your place. You have voices in your head yelling at you. Sometimes you even feel hopeless. You may be dealing with a damaged spot. You ever felt like, is anybody listening to me? <laughs> well, you're talking loud, right? But are they listening? Is there anybody that feels the same way I feel? Because somewhere on earth right now, I need to know that somebody feels what I'm feeling. And I feel like I'm breaking down. Every time I look in the mirror, I'm, I'm speaking vicariously now. Every time I look in the mirror, I see new lines. But I'm trying to rub them out. I'm trying to rub them out, but they're showing up. It's not like it was 20 years ago. And every line has a story. I'm talking about hours of aching, hours of worrying, other people sleeping while you worry. Why would you worry and they sleep? You know why? Because you haven't dealt with your own damages. Sometimes when you're damaged, you have a deep sense of aloneness, even when people are all around. Sometimes you feel like you don't fit in, even though you're in. And you wonder, does anyone understand or just choose without you saying anything to come and stand next to you? You've always supported people, but they seem to be absent when you need support. Maybe we're just damaged people. Why are you going so broad, Bishop? Because I'm casting a net into the sea of despair. And what I'm trying to do is harness all of those who are flopping, but you ain't going nowhere. And if we don't catch you now, another net is going to be cast. And without God's help, I don't know if you'll break out. It's time to be fished out of the sea of despair. I think it's okay right now to say I'm just a damaged person because there's help for the damaged soul. I'm injured, I'm wounded, I'm hurt, I'm harmed, I'm broken down. I'm even becoming disgusted with it. I've counseled a thousand people, over a thousand. And one of the things that, that especially men say to me as they get a little older is, I, sh I should have known better. I've been through several things in my life. I shouldn't be here. 
you cannot or you did not learn from the situation that fathered your setback. You didn't learn from the situation that seeded the setback was the dad of the setback. You didn't learn from it. We're birthed through our mother's womb, but we're called through our father's seed and every setback has a father. You didn't learn from that instruction from him. Should be making it through now. But we're still walking around, going around in circles. Stuck in a destructive cycle or system that I believe Holy Ghost wants to break out today. The demons of our 20s and 30s should not be the enemy that kills us in our 60s. We should have been there, done that, got the t-shirt, the knee-high drink, the chocolate ice cream cone. The peanut butter cookie, the now later, the M&M, man and his money, man and his master, man and his mission. <laughs> what are you trying to prove? To your friends that you're strong, you better be strong in the Lord. Because <laughs> this strength, it will fade away. Come unto me, Jesus said. All you who are labor, who labor and are heavy laden, lost and burdened and weary, and I will give you rest. Well, if you don't think you need rest, he'll be shouting that on one side of the, uh, of the city and you'll keep doing what you do. You have to come to a place where you can say, I'm damaged. I'm weary. I'm tired. I've been saddled by others. They rolled me like Seattle sloop. Rolled me till my hoofs came off. Didn't reshoe me either. I had a thorn in my hoof. They knew I was limping. Still didn't try to fix it. Still riding. Give on, mama. Come on, mama. <laughs> Come on, daddy. You're supposed to be daddy. What? I'm daddy, and I'm raising you up to take responsibility. But after a while, you got to stand on your own, too. And I believe you can be successful. Amen. Wife and I came from uh, Key West in 1999. And when we got back, the neighbor ran over and said, please wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whew, something special about your home. What do you mean? We said, what do you mean? She said, a bird, a bird while you were away uh, nested in your reef on, on the wall. Right there in your door, uh, going into the entrance of your home. They don't do this. I know birds. I'm a bird watch watcher. I study birds. And she said, this bird always nests in high trees. But this bird found peace in your home. I said, well, we were out of the home. <laughs> we were down to Key West. She said, no, this is different. She nested. She rested. And I saw a furnace, I saw smoke coming out of your house. But I'm, I'm not trying to scare you, but I saw smoke. It was going up, man, in the heaven. I heard glory, right? I went over to the, I'm inquisitive by nature, I went over to the reef and looked, and I saw this fe these feathers. I said, well, where's the head? And all of a sudden, I saw the eyes looking at me. 
She could have flew right in my face. I was that close to her like that. She could have flew right in my face. And she nested there and hatched those eggs. One morning you can hear them chirping. I was fascinated with that. But then there came a time where she was restless. And I'm standing there watching. And she flew out of that nest because she would go and bring food back and feed them. And they had their mouths wide open. But she came to a point one day, she just started flapping and, and like really squawking. I say squawking, but chirping, I would say. I mean, loud. I mean, loud. But she was like frantic. And all of a sudden, they started flying out the nest. Ping, 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 just like that. That's how she got them out. It would be like a mama saying, you got to get up out of here. I'm tired of feeding you. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm not your beast of burden. <laughs> I got my whole life I got to work with now. <laughs> you know, she never fed them again. We're not animals. We're, we're adults. But I see a lot of damaged parents. And all of us would get help for our damaged children. I believe there's no parent here. If your child was damaged, you wouldn't do. But this is what you need to realize. If you got sick, they may not come. Because you haven't dealt with it right. You cannot make up for past mistakes by being used today. You got to heal your damaged spot. Do you know how many adult mothers and fathers that are in a convalescent home and their children are just an hour away and won't come to see them? You hear one thing, you're on the road. There's been a shift. I don't know what's in your house. I don't know. I'm not telling you not to love your kids. I got mine. We love them. But I know what I'm hearing from the Lord. You can't mash your, your, your acts of help. Mash your damaged places with acts of help. You got to deal with the damage. You got to submit to your spiritual doctor and let them put you in a room. Sanitize the area and turn on the bright light and put you to sleep and do some surgery. So you can be bettered. Or let Holy Ghost put you to sleep and take out a rib. And form something in your life that's going to help you for the rest of your life. Come unto me all, everybody, everyone, every broken person. Come unto me all, the whole lot. The whole lot, the whole thing. Come unto me all, no one excluded. The Lord told me to speak to shattered dreams. Come unto me all, come unto me all, all of you who have shattered dreams. Write it down, a dream that's shattered is a dream that is cracked or broken into many pieces. A dream that is cracked and broken into many pieces. A dream that is cracked and broken into many pieces by an unexpected, unplanned occurrence. You didn't see this one coming. You didn't know it was coming. 
You had a different way you wanted to move, and suddenly things went different, went south. Whether you're a kid or an adult, whether you're in the middle life crisis or middle life situation or midlife crisis, or you're going through your seven-year itch, everybody experiences shattered dreams. I can add to that broken promises. We'll talk about it later. This stuff can revolve around your career. It can revolve around your family or your relationships. Shattered dreams. This is the kind of pain that you feel and dysfunction that grows out of relationships, especially close ones. The people that you love the most, you know it, can hurt you the most. They can hurt you deep. Shattered dreams, usually people who don't know you can't shatter your dream. It's people who know you. When and what happened? When and what happens to people who have shattered dreams? I believe the Lord has given me a twist on it. Instead of focusing on the shattered dreams, when you find yourself going through dreams that have been cracked or shattered, you need to see that God has given you a pivotal point to change. It is easier to change when you see dreams shattered than it is when you see a whole picture. He even gives you the fuel to make some shifts. We don't know what to do with it. So we cry about what we lost instead of saying, what is the opportunity here, God, to shift my life? <laughs> it's a pivotal point. You can shift into a whole new dimension. Can the church say amen? amen. I believe shifts are easy, easier to engage when you have a broken heart. When you're disappointed. There's always a method to the madness. He will not put too much on you that you can't bear. He always makes a way of escape that you may be able to bear. it. You got to find it. You got to look for it. You got to come out of depression to see the path. Shifts are easier to engage, hear me, during pivotal moments. Shattered dream on the job, shattered dream in a relationship, shattered dream with someone that you love. Ah, God, what do you want me to shift? It doesn't mean you run, it doesn't mean you have to move, but you need to pivot now. Change your method. The conflict comes to create change. Not a constant state of conflict, trying to make up for stuff. Proverbs 3 and 5. Hallelujah. Take it off the screen for a moment. I have one more point that I need to make. I want you to look at the picture of a shattered dream. I want you to think about a mirror that has been cracked. As someone took a hammer and smashed the mirror. This is a mirror that you go to every morning to brush and to, make, to 
take away all flaws, to make sure you're presentable before you go out. It's a familiar mirror. But somebody did somebody that you love just walked up and took a hammer and smashed it. That's what we talk about. That's the picture of a shattered dream. But the healing or restoration of that shattered dream or broken mirror is not in the picture. The healing or the restoration of the broken mirror is in the word. What we try to do, and a lot of pontiffs are talking about how God can fix the cracks, but even if you fix the shattered dream, your vision of self is still distorted when you look at the mirror. Because once it's damaged, it's hard to recreate and shape the image. Now listen to me very carefully. I'm ministering in a, in a way that I believe God gave me. I, I, I didn't go to school for what I'm telling you right now. But I believe he, I just, he downloaded it in me. That he's ready to deal with some damaged spots. And you're trying to recreate an image that you had before. Where God is trying to give you a whole new look. Total makeover. Total restoration. Not the restoration of the image or a broken mirror. You got to go to the word to find the new image. So he allowed the enemy to shatter the previous one. And you're not supposed to go searching for it again. It's shattered. It's gone now. All he wants you to do is give him all of the broken pieces. And don't ask him to remake it again. No. Do it over or make it anew. Come on, women. Finally, you. 2.0. Woo, Jesus. This is a new look. This is a new way. This is a new ideal. This is a new approach. This is new education, fresh creative ideas. This is I'm going to start something that I've never dreamed I would start before. Uh, you hurt me, but God is using the hurt to push me into another dimension. I'm not looking for you to restore me. God restores. But when he does, he makes me more fortified, bigger and better. He's going to take me to the masses. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to recover all and stay where I was. But as I recover all, I'm moving to new territory. Ooh, Jesus, shall I pursue this truth? Shall I go after them? I have a shattered dream. Yes, go after them, for you shall recover all without fail. Can somebody say amen? I'm not supposed to preach right now, but I feel it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord. Here's the cure for your broken mirror. Trust now in the Lord. One of the reasons why the enemy has been able to distort the move of God is because our trust has not been in God. We've been trying to win friends and influence people. We want people to love us so we do what we do so they can love us. But trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Stop trying to figure it out. Psychologists can't help you with this. In all your ways, hallelujah, before you make a move now, you need to get a witness from God. And in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct or make your paths. He will direct or make your path straight. 
Notice the transformation is in the word. Not the restoration of what was broken, but the transformation into something new. You never see a butterfly trying to go back into that which it broke out of. You must be born again. Can a mother, this is Nicodemus, can an infant go back into his mother's womb and be born the second time? Jesus said, that which is flesh is flesh. But that which is spirit is spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In other words, when you're born again, you're going to be totally new. Oh, Jesus. Woo. The transformation is not in the picture that you saw with the broken mirror, but it is in the word. Blessed is the man that walks not in the council. There's transformation there. If you listen to the counsel of the ungodly, you are still transformed into the image of negative counsel. But if you listen to the counsel of the word, you will be like a tree. Ah, Jesus. You will be like a tree. In other words, I want you to get your mind off the mirror and start seeing what I do with trees. It starts out with the seed. And then when it's planted, hallelujah, a lot of work goes on under the soil. It heals from the inside out. Nobody can see the transformation. Nobody knows what's happening at night. Nobody knows what's going on in the dirt. But God has a way of bringing you out. And all of a sudden during the night season you start breaking through the soil. Oh, I got to come up. You had me down too long, but I've got to come up. And you see that blade coming through the soil. You can start rejoicing already. I know it's not a harvest. I know it's not the fulfillment of the promise. But when you see the blade coming forth, it is an indicator that God is doing something new. Ooh, Jesus. Transformation is not trying to get your mirror back. It's to be conformed into the image of God. To be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the damaged. The hurting. The people who can identify with you. Because birds of the feather flock together. And when you're hurting, you start pulling people into your life that sounds like you. But they don't have no healing agent in their wing. They're just taking corruption from one relationship to the next. If you want to be free, you got to stop drinking contaminated water. And you got to get through some flea-flowing streams. Hallelujah! And you've got to put something in you that's going to heal you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Come unto me all. All of it. Not just what you want to give to God and you hold on to others. Give it all to him. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding your understanding is limited in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight blessed is the man that walketh not in the path or the counsel of the ungodly the transformation is in the word not in trying to restore broken glass your image is not in what you see the image of who you will be is in the word thank you lord 
What time do I have? Oh, yes. I got to pick it up at 11 because I got to deal with the broken places. And then God breaks those who are proud and rebellious. It's not just the enemy. He will break you. Thank you, Lord. Let me pray with you, please. Lay your hand on your chest. If I could, I would impart spiritual gifts. I long, I feel packed with an anointing to break the damage, to heal the damage, and to break the barriers. I believe Holy Ghost is doing it. I believe God is going to take away the pain so you can be operated on. Because this operation is deeper. And the pain of what he needs to heal will cause you to back away from the operation. So he's going to put you to sleep. I decree and declare that while you rest, Jesus said you will find rest for your soul. And while you rest, he's going to go deeper. Expect to have unusual dreams. Don't be frightened. He's going subterranean in your soul and in your heart. To heal the damaged place. I heard and feel in my spirit that God loves you so much. He interrupted my plans. I wanted to say something about fathers and build into Father's Day all month long. Like all of the month of May. We honored mothers. And we're going to honor fathers this month. Not just the day. But the Lord told me to deal with the damaged places. And obviously men are damaged too. This is why you can't do. You can't flow the way you want to flow. This is why you seem to shoot yourself in the foot. This is why it's hard for you to stay focused. We got to deal with the damaged area. Most people see the external. But I believe Holy Ghost is going internal now. And I just decree and declare that God is at work, working, looking. At all of the cracked areas of your life and your heart. The pain that you can't talk about. is showing up in your face though. You don't smile like you used to. Thank you Lord for making me a true shepherd. I can see your people. You're not just objects. Or units of giving. But he is concerned about all of us. And believe me. I have damaged spots too. That I need him to deal with. So Lord open our eyes. Every single day. That we might see. The areas, areas that you need to go. Even deeper to heal. Whether it's as a result of a relationship or a career change or deep hurt, Lord, in our childhood or an issue that happened in our parenting or an issue when we begin to serve you, we didn't understand that there are enemies that fly at our throat. 
But Father, today, we open our hearts to revealed truth. Holy Spirit, take that truth as an Rx and go deeper. Go to the thing that make us do what we do, to the thought and intent of the heart. For your word is quick and powerful and sharper, it heals. Not only does it slice us open, but it penetrates even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joint, even to the nectar of the bone. And they say, revealer of the thought and intent of the heart. Go there, Lord. You know the difference between spirit and soul, so bring healing there. The soul is damaged, the spirit is revived, but the soul is damaged. The spirit is resurrected, but the soul is damaged. The mind is cracked, we need healing. We're not expecting to see what we used to see. We surrender to you that we might see what we've never seen before. So I thank you that the butterfly is not trying to go back into the chrysalis. And the babe is not trying to re-enter the matrix. But thank you that even though we're here, we can be renewed and reborn again. Into something fresh, vibrant, and dynamic that the world has never seen before. I decree that. Sow it up. Do it and sow it up, Lord. And we will give you the glory and the praise for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.